Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's another free agent Friday on the bullpen, and today we're talking about the Texans' wide receiver room. All that and more on this edition of the bullpen. The throw, the punch is away. He floats one wide open, and there he goes! Welcome to the bullpen. I am James Roy, and as always, I have with me here Tom Chavaria. Tom, what's up? Well, not much. It's it's free agent Friday. I'm I'm down to talk free agents. Let's do it. It's the off season, but we're not off in season. So here we are talking about the Texans. Uh, fresh, fresh, or I shouldn't say fresh off of fresh off of the Pro Bowl. And, and getting ready for the Super Bowl. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about what the Texans are doing to get to their first Super Bowl. So let's do it. The Texans have been heavily linked to Mike Evans the entire, ever since the, you know, the last time that Texans fans talked about the offseason like there was no hope for a good regular season, which was last offseason. Um, so understanding the situation, it was recently reported that Mike Evans would ex- command in the ballpark of twenty-five to thirty-five or twenty-five to thirty million APY. What are your thoughts on Mike Mike Evans coming to the Texans in general? I think if that number is accurate, you can kiss that rumor goodbye. Because in no scenario do I see the Texans paying that kind of cheddar cheese for Mike Evans. Ironically enough, the day that that came out, he was in Houston at Toyota Center, taking in a Rockets game. I think they were playing the Raptors that day. And uh, they interviewed him. He's like, man, I'm excited to see where I'm going to go. You know, uh, just ready for it to all play out. So he took the the high road. He didn't really, you know, leave any breadcrumbs or anything like that. But, um, yeah, if if, if he's looking for premium dollar, I don't think he gets it in Houston. I don't think so either. I mean, I think that people people are coming around to the idea of Saquon Barkley in Houston, and that's a – Relative to the position, a significant cap hit to take, um, but but to think of of dropping twenty five to thirty is is probably about double what we would expect to pay Saquon Barkley, at, you know, in most people's eyes, and so I just don't really see that happening. Um, I get the connection, you know, coming being from the area, being an A M guy, why Texans fans are are really, you know, in their fandom. If you will, I, I I don't know. For me personally, as a Texans fan, 
I'm not like I need Mike Evans on the team now because he went to AM, but or because he's from Houston. I just like what he does on the field. But I think that at his age, he's been a pillar of consistency. Um, and and the player that comes to mind when I think of what Mike Evans has been able to do in terms of consistent thousand yard seasons and just being that guy, I think of Andre Johnson. Um, and so I wouldn't mind having another Andre Johnson esque player on the team. I'd just rather them be significantly younger, if especially if they're going to cost twenty five to thirty million dollars a year. So I, I for one, you can count me as someone who is not going to be pushing the Mike Evans uh, narrative on Twitter or anywhere. Um, it's a nice to have. That would be nice at the right price. And that's that's where I'm at. So look, looking at the list of free agent wide receivers, I'm going to read to you some of the more significant names that have come uh, available. We've got Odell Beckham Jr. You know, Mike Evans is at the top of this list, but Odell Beckham Jr., Curtis Samuel out of Washington, Tyler Boyd, out of Cincinnati, Cedric Wilson. Sure, he's kind of past it. I don't know if we're really thinking about Cedric Wilson. Um, DJ Chark, uh, Paris Campbell, Nicole Hardman, Braxton Berrios, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Josh Reynolds, I thought, was a pretty nice piece in Detroit um, for what he was. Um, Marquise Brown. Now, what do you think of Marquise Brown to the Texans? Because that's been brought up by at least one Texans fan. I think he's Tank Dell. I don't know that I want. I don't know that I want two of them. I, I think that for the opposite side of Nico Collins, you probably want a guy with a little bit of size. I think he's a little undersized, and um, I don't. I don't know. Like, like for me, if you're gonna if, if if you're gonna go out and get an offensive piece as a wide receiver, I think he's got to be better than what you have, and that's got to be the first question that you ask yourself. Like, I'm going to go out and spend that money on that. If not, if not, you might as well draft a guy and develop him. So to you, I will ask, is Marquise Brown better than what the Texans have? I mean, I think that at points in his career, it was expected that he would be. Like, if he met expectations for, you know, relative to his talent and where he was drafted, um, I would say that we you Texans should be jumping on it and getting out, getting out there to get him. And bring him in the building, but based off how he's performed and how he's been, it's just it's not been at, at points it's, it's been not great, but for the most part it's just been kind of average. So I like like I said, that's a development thing, and you've already got two developmental wide receivers on the roster at this point in Mechie and and uh, Hutchinson. It's where I would classify them. So then you look at Noah Brown and Robert Woods, or Noah Brown you know, likely leaving, he's a free agent, Robert Woods potentially leaving, could be cut, he could be a cut candidate based off of his salary, and then you're left with, you know, Tank Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and who else? So, when you look at that wide receiver room, I, I'm not, at first I was kind of like, we need an outside guy, and that's still ideally what I think the Texans should go for, but looking at the room and how it stands, and who all's left, um, I'm not opposed to a good wide receiver or even like an, ideally an above average wide receiver at any archetype, especially seeing tank Dell's versatility. Um, but I, I'm Marquise Brown's not high on my list. And, and the next name on the list, Calvin Ridley also not high on my list. I just don't think he showed enough in his time in, in Jacksonville. And I think that that whole year off of football, maybe, maybe did a lot. Him. I don't know. How do you feel about Calvin Ridley? 
I like that name better than I do Marquise Brown. Yeah, better I think than Marquise he, Brown. I think he fits that that outside receiver position better. I think he had some big games while in Jacksonville. I think C.J. Stroud would make him better. Obviously, everything is at the right number, right? I, don't, I think superstars passed it. So if you're going to get him and it's not going to be a break-the-bank type deal, but he would be more than a serviceable guy on the other side of Nico Collins, I think you could do it. Again, you just can't pay top dollar for him. Oh, yeah. And and maybe it's my bias. I don't know. I kind of lumped him in with Trevor Lawrence because he was in Jacksonville. And you heard me talk about how, you know, Trevor Lawrence is overrated. And the amount of people that told me, well, Calvin, Calvin Ridley's arrival in Jacksonville is going to really revolutionize Jacksonville's offense. And then to see Christian Kirk, until he got injured, be a better wide receiver, um, just kind of, especially after how much people made of him getting paid entirely too much to leave Arizona to go to Jacksonville. I just, I'm not high on Calvin Ridley at all, but I do agree with you that I, between him and, and Marquise Brown, I'm, I'm more in, into the prospect of signing Calvin Ridley. Um, and up next is Noah Brown. Noah Brown is a guy that we know good and well. And I think that the problem with Noah Brown is that Noah Brown is capable of, of doing a lot. He's capable of playing a really good game. Um, but if the defense is any good or if he's supposed to be the guy, I don't know if you can depend on him to do much of anything. So I don't know. How would you feel about the prospect of just running it back with Noah Brown? If Noah Brown was going to be a very cheap option, I would absolutely welcome it. My concern with Noah Brown is his health. It's not his ability. It's not defenses. It's not anything. I think when we saw his his production taper, it was directly tied to his health. Back issues as somebody that's got him, that, that is a different animal. And you can feel great one day and absolutely cruddy the next. So if he's got back issues that are lingering, I think, you know, he's he's one pop away from being, which I mean all players are, but the odds are more likely that, you know, a shot to his back could sideline him for a long time. So for me, if he's a cheap plug-in until the next great wide receiver comes to Houston, sure. Uh, I'd just rather see them draft a guy. I'd rather see them trade for a guy. And if, if, you're, if you told me they were going to cut Robert Woods and bring Noah and someone else, that sounds more appealing than keep Robert Woods, bring Noah back, and just kind of run it back a little bit. We'll just have to see how they go. Yeah, and and honestly, there's a lo- there's a lot more possibility in my mind that the Texans maybe try to address this in the draft, and if they but to do that, they'd have to go in the first like three rounds, more so towards the third round, maybe the second round, um, and so I mean I, I don't know, um, now next on the list, oh, and that's to say that Noah Brown is not exactly my my pick if you will um to come back i don't think that there's probably other options in the draft or free agency that could fill that role um now a big ticket item is t higgins t higgins is up in a lot of talks and a lot of the the people for him are like oh well t higgins is a great wide receiver and why wouldn't you want him in houston and then the other side of that argument is is don't we already have a t higgins type receiver in Houston. And so what, what do you make of this comparison 
or this discussion around like who's who and why we should or shouldn't take T Higgins or sign him. T Higgins for me is a lot like Marquise Brown. And in, in the sense that whoever this other wide receiver is going to be, if you're going to spend premium dollar, which I believe T Higgins will command because he's young. I think he's only 24. And I think he's, he's, he's considered because he was in that high powered offense in Cincy, a plus tier wide receiver. So if you tell me that I'm going to pay T Higgins, you know, multi-million dollars a year to play wide receiver opposite of Nico Collins. I need him to be better than Nico Collins. If they're the same dude, then I feel like I'm I'm just, I'm average. I think this is a, a specific scenario where the Texans have an opportunity to go get above average players to be around all their young players. So it's important that you hit with those, with those, those signings. So for me, T. Higgins doesn't move the needle enough for me to go, I'm going to go pay him 12, 11, 13, 14, 15, whatever million dollars he's going to command per year to be Nico Collins-esque. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tough for me to justify signing him based off of exactly what you said. Um, I mean, I, I look at what T. Higgins was able to do as, as wide receiver too, and it also calls in, into the into the question – um, is he capable of being the guy, which is like you said, what, what you would need from him in order to sign him. If, if he's just going to be Nico Collins, then you just, ex, you know, pay the money to extend Nico Collins. It, Cause otherwise you're paying for a glorified insurance policy for if, you know, which we've talked about before Nico and tank at points were one or the other. It was not due to injuries. There was a lot of points where the Texans didn't have both of them on the field. And so any, to me, any wide receiver added in that category is just basically an insurance policy that will be playing at the same time and could very well be the one that ends up getting injured. And then it's like, okay, well, we lost him, but at least we still have Tank and Nico. And so with, with that in mind, I'm not super high on the prospect of going after T. Higgins. Um, I think that there's other better – I mean, a Mike Evans-type receiver would be great, but Mike Evans is the I, – I mean, basically the only Mike – Evans type receiver available. Otherwise you got to go in the draft. And like, so with your mock draft this past week of Keon Coleman, like Keon Coleman would be the kind of receiver that I'd be like pretty hyped to get. Cause I feel like he could develop into being, you know, the, he could develop into being wide receiver one, or he could just be that wide receiver two to Nico Collins really either way, you know, as long as CJ Stroud's on the ball, I have confidence that he could develop into something. So, but looking the very next name down, no no lie, is Michael Pittman Jr. And I don't think there's been a lot of discussion, but I've heard rumbles. But how would you feel about the Texans bringing in Pittman? Like, what what salary is he commanding? Like, do, where does he fit in this offense? What, what are your thoughts on that? So Pittman's interesting because while he will be a free agent, I just don't feel like Indy lets him get out of the door. I, I don't think, think so either. I think they're going to figure out a way to pay him because he could be the wide receiver one. He could be the guy because he's still very young. I think that his his and I could be wrong, but I feel like his ceiling is higher than T. Higgins. Very similar similar ages, similar points in their career, but I feel like Pittman has the higher ceiling. So if you told me I got to choose, 
I'm paying both of them the same money, but I get to choose one. I'm choosing Pittman. And I think he would be great in Houston. I think he'd be perfect. You know, somebody that while while I would like him to go and take the top off the defense is not afraid to play in the middle and move the chains to allow Tank to take the top off the defense or allow Nico to take the top off the defense. And I think they would he would complement what Tank and Nico do. So Pittman for me, if if there is a chance to get him, would be great. No, yeah, hundred percent. And I agree with you. I mean, he did play wide receiver one in in Indianapolis, and I think that that experience helps. Um, I I like his skill set. I think that with a quarterback like CJ, you could see things that he hasn't done become unlocked by having that talent around him. Um, that he hasn't really had the chance to deal with. Even having played with Matt Ryan, who regardless of how you think about him as a quarterback, I mean, one of the more run of the mill, mediocre, good quarterbacks, but still. Even even with Matt Ryan, and I don't think we ever saw Michael Pittman do it all, all that he could potentially do, and I'd be interested to see C.J. Stroud unlock that. Now, the rest of the list, pretty hit or miss. Just going to kind of throw some names out there, see what sticks. Chase Claypool, not my favorite guy, but he is there. Um, Van Jefferson, Sterling Shepard, um, Sterling Shepard, like, how many chances does a guy get to prove that he's like a worthwhile receiver in the NFL? Um, let's see. Isaiah McKenzie is one that went to the Colts that I remember him cause he was on the bills, had like a pretty all right season. And then he went to the Colts and basically, I, I want to say he got practice squatted. I don't even remember what happened there. Um, look at, uh, there was one other name I saw that I wanted to read off. Greg Dortch is in there. Jalen Rieger, um, Gabriel Davis, Gabe Davis and, and, uh, Darnell Mooney are the other two that I was like really interested in seeing. Um, Darnell Mooney has been a name that's been brought up a couple times that I've seen. How do you feel about those two da- Gabe Davis and Darnell Mooney? I was really talking to Gabe Davis for a little bit. I've seen him have monster games. I've had him on, on fantasy rosters have monster games. I think he benefits from having a one. And he's a speedster. It's one of those guys, you throw him the deep ball and he goes and gets it. I think lately he's had injury concerns. He's been nicked up a little bit the last couple of seasons. So it's kind of like tapered my my excitement about having a guy like Gabe Davis on the team. It'll just be interesting. I think so much of this depends on the money and the commands. You know, At a, at a certain number, Gabe Davis sounds like a great signing. At a certain number... Uh, McKinsey could be a good signing, but I think if these guys are going to command, you know, 10 plus million dollars in any scenario, I'm not paying it. I'd rather save the money and go another direction. I think that money is really reserved for a guy that's a, a bona fide, no BS wide receiver one who you have to game plan for, you know, when they, when, when the defense puts their bulletin board up, He's a guy that I'm looking at like, okay, we need to scheme for him. And if you can't do that, then I don't I don't see a scenario where you pay that kind of money for that player. Yeah, I have trouble with it too. I think between the two, um, Gabe Davis is a little younger. And so even though he has a tendency to disappear in certain games throughout the season, I'd be I'd be interested to take a flyer at the right price. Um and then, you know, but Darnell Mooney also really intrigues me as someone who Stepped up at one point, played really well for the Chicago Bears, and was Justin Fields' guy. 
and then they trade for DJ Moore and, and Darnell Mooney's kind of thrown into this backup role. So I think both, either one of them, if signed, could be a really good move um, to kind of provide that wide receiver two, three type guy. Um, really three with Tank Dell. Um, and so, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by either one of them. Of the all the receivers we've talked about, I think that those two guys are more in the vein of what the Texans would be looking for if they look to address the issue of free agency. And that brings me to my last question for you, Tom. Um, the Texans at wide receiver, uh, just what, based on what you know now, it's really early going, so you, you can just say, I don't know, maybe. But based on every possible outcome, which path do you think the Texans should take at the wide receiver position? Do you think that they'd be best suited to to address it in the draft with their big splash move? Like just the one wide receiver that they need to get to kind of round out the receiving core, not like the other backup wide receiver moves that they need to make. Or do you think that free agency is where that happens? I'll be honest. I'll I'll, I'll lean on option C, which I think is 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 as as a trade piece. I think that the Texans could trade for one of these disgruntled wide receivers. You look at a guy like AJ Brown. You look at a guy like Stephon Diggs. Um, they're not happy. Perfect. They're not happy. These are bona fide number one big name guys. And I think if there's a potential for the Texans to get their hands on either one of those, you know, a real true number one that other teams respect guys that have been to multiple pro bowls, that sort of thing. I want that. I mean, I'd love to, to draft the next Stefan Diggs or, you know, uh, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, something like that. That would be awesome. But when you look at some of these young quarterbacks, when they really ascended, when you look at what Tua Tungavailoa did, when you look at what Josh Allen did, you look at some of these guys, the minute they got that true number one, it just took them to another level. So for me, if they're able to trade for A.J. Brown, if they're able to trade for Stefan Diggs, that just makes this go so much faster. I I agree with you. I like I like that move. I, my biggest concern with both of those moves is that a disgruntled guy coming to the locker room is is a potential uh, casualty to the locker room vibe, the culture that has been brought on, which is one of the big things at this point with what the Texans have done. One of the big things I can attribute to D'Amico Ryan's is the culture change and the shift. So with that, as long as it's believed that D'Amico can bring one of those guys in and, and get them to buy into the culture, I'm fine with it. AJ Brown. Uh, you know, Stefan Diggs would fit that Jamar Chase type wide receiver that I've been saying the Texans could add, you know, have Nico at wide receiver two and and Tank Dell is a much better Tyler Boyd wide receiver three type. Um, my my thing is, is that I don't know how likely what do we have to give up? Like all of those factors to me. Um, and then so it becomes giving up draft capital and taking on a cap hit that is significant because both of those receivers have already signed major deals that pay out a lot of money. Um, so with that, I don't know if that's my favorite option. I I like the free agency route. I, I think like we got towards the end of it, and a guy like Gabe Davis or or a guy like you know Darnell Mooney, I think could be the perfect you know fit that is fringe wide receiver three, wide receiver two, like in you know a good counterpart to Tank Dell. That is you know let's Nico Collins continue to be wide receiver one but give C.J. Stroud another throwing option that has shown they can be somewhat reliable at points and just needs fine-tuning. So that's where I'm at with it. But if there, if you don't have any 
other comments, I I think we'll bring this thing to a close. You got anything? No, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from with that last comment. I just really think that at this point in time, if the Texans are really serious about going for it, loading up, loading it up right now would be the way to go. And while those guys could be very good and they could obviously complement Nico, I don't feel like that's loading it up. I mean, it's a good, like I said, they're good pieces, but it's truly not really transforming that offense into the, the next tier. I mean, we saw Noah Brown have huge games. We saw, I think, Robert Woods have decent games. And I don't see those guys being more than those guys. That, you know what I mean? Like, like talent-wise, I don't see them moving it to another tier. So that would be my thing. If if the defense is going to be stout, I think the offense will have more than enough and it won't matter. But if we're talking about truly loading up the Texans for a run at, at something sustainable for, for multiple seasons, I think they need to go and see if they can deal for an ace. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree that it's it's time to make those moves. So I'm just, and I guess that's just, we, we've talked about it before. It's kind of like that poverty franchise mentality where you're like, well, you have all these picks that have potential and like, yeah, I mean, if we have to give up one of our future picks to get a player that has right now, like proven ability to play, like that's a tough thing to watch because you're so used to living on that potential of a pick panning out instead of like going, oh, well, we made this trade and this player is 80% guaranteed to be the best thing that's happened to this organization since CJ Stroud, like that, that will make CJ Stroud that much better as a quarterback. So why not do it? And so, yeah, I mean, I see your point. I wouldn't be mad. I would, I would have a lot to say about it and a lot of justifying to do. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it. But on that note, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I've been James Roy. You can find me at M1TexansFan on all the socials. Tom is at Third Coast Tom, and that's where you can find him on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you're looking for the best Texans offseason content, we are, we are making Texans offseason content, and um, I'll let you decide if it's the best. But until next time, thanks for watching. Stay classy, Houston. And vamos, Texans. Thanks for tuning into The Bullpen, a Texans podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Please like, comment, subscribe, and follow along for more Texans talk from The Bullpen. Take the hand up. Stroud looking. 